Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on, guys? we got a special guest. we got Jason Lynette. He is a hypnotic influence expert, and I'm so excited to have him on the Clocked In podcast today. Jason, how are we doing? So good to be here, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what is a hypnotic influence? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it sounds awesome. But- That's how we start a great conversation. So what do you do? So the backstory behind what I do is that I began my career as a hypnotist, as a hypnotherapist, working with clients. Yeah one-to-one for things like resolving fears, changing habits, you know, like quitting smoking, overcoming a fear of public speaking. And the side story to this is that as I launched my business doing that, uh, I maybe had the small superpower that I grew up in a family where everybody was an entrepreneur. And it's not that I learned special business skills from them. It's just I grew up in the environment where that wasn't weird. The, the whole idea that most small businesses fail as a sort of a fear pattern that's put out there I never was around that. So I just thought, well, you just take action and you make stuff happen. And that's what I did. So the offshoot of that, though, was that as I was working, people were noticing the success of the local business. And I started to give presentations on how I was getting my clients. If I'm turning on the camera, it's not just that I'm telling a story. Here's the way to structure the story. So people want to take action before they hear the offer. And the sort of turning point was I had a doctor as a client that she was looking at breaking away from the insurance model and that was requiring better visibility in the market. So she was going out doing public speaking and we were working on that fear. Now it's the second or third appointment and she shows up with a stack of papers, which of course resulted in what's that? And she goes, well, I saw your video from that conference in Vegas where you were talking about hooking people's attention about giving value in advance. Could you look at my talk? And suddenly she was asking me to put on the hat of another segment of my business. And at first I was going to be respectfully dismissive to go, well, we're working on the fear. But as soon as I opened it up, it's like, oh, that's a great story. You should open with that. But you're telling the story in the past tense, make it in the present tense, bring them into the experience, have them wanting more, but then finish the story at the end of your talk. And suddenly we're now breaking apart the presentation, and that's what was the turning point in her business. So it's not so much these days about hypnotizing people to become more confident. It's instead working with business owners, working with entrepreneurs to, again, learn that the secrets of hypnotic influence and the languaging structure so that now their communication become even more hypnotic, even more influential. Wow. 
That is fascinating. And how did you get into all this? So someone came to my college when I was there. It was the welcome week. And he did one of those comedy stage hypnosis shows. Yeah. So I'm watching this entertainment program. And sure enough, they were some of my friends that went up there as volunteers. And that was incredible. And I just became ravenous to learn as much as I could, watching whatever videos I could find, tracking down whatever books I could purchase, eventually going off and taking formal training. And this sort of background was that the idea of the wizard behind the curtain was always this premise I found interesting that uh, I went from having a hobby of doing like sleight of hand magic to then becoming the theatrical stage manager behind scenes in professional theater. So I wasn't acting, I wasn't directing, I was the one making everyone get along and calling cues. And, and yeah. what happened though was this idea that just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it the rest of your life. So the hypnosis had slowly taken off as a part-time career. And the turning point was reaching a place of just beautiful burnout uh, in that theater career and discovering you know, the, the, the weights and measures of that was that here's this thing that I do that's changing people's lives and I can create my own lifestyle design. Yeah. Meanwhile, here's this thing that I'm putting 60 hours a week into to get paid for 38 and it's crushing my soul. Hmm, which one do I pick? So it's where November 2009 opened up the business in Virginia and just haven't looked back. And it's been the experience of not just working with clients, but teaching these principles all around the world, uh, running online communities and helping people to, again, harness these principles in their own work. How was that jump for you? It was, it was interesting because that original transition was one where I was mostly built out where I yeah. was already actively seeing clients already doing programs at that point. And really what it required was that leap of faith to go, I can do my own thing. Yeah. The hidden element of that story was that nonprofit arts is basically nonprofit for actually everybody involved. So the first goal was, Oh, I just got to beat that old income, which to say yeah. politely or impolitely, that didn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that ownership of recognizing that something was only going to happen if I made it happen, that none of yeah. it was just going to be handed to me. So again, getting out there, giving presentations. And this is what I think a lot of people miss out on on marketing and promotion, that if instead we understand that it's all about educating and informing, that's where so much of the process now begins to write itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I love how you put it where you said you just kind of got to make it happen. You got to get out there and you really got to take it by your basically you got to take control of your life. So it was you a possible, go, yeah. So it was a bit of a possible mindset moment here. It's to ask yourself, what would you do differently if you could step into the assumption that what you're going to do is going to work? And there's a principle out of hypnotic communication where they would say that there's no failure, there's feedback. Now let me modify that because I can think of some glorious moments where I failed like crazy in some strategies that I tried to put yeah. out there of calling products by just the wrong name or yeah. offering what I thought people wanted, but instead they didn't. <laughs> and uh, got a bit of an expensive learning lesson, which paid off over time. But, but to step into that place where to give yourself ownership that I'm going to figure this thing out, I'm going to make this work, and it's just a matter of putting the right information in front of the right people. So yeah. from that position, it became just the game of experimentation, testing yeah. the market, seeing what people wanted, and that's where things really begin to take off. 
Yeah. And when you're growing this, what are you thinking about? What are you focusing on? Where do, do you travel around? What What's going on with that? So the nature of the business nowadays was that, well, let's rewind back first. The origin of it was I had the idea of an educational program and I started to offer that for schools. So it was like maybe 80% education, inspiration, motivation, and maybe 20% hypnosis demo. So using the hypnosis as the sort of interesting hook to grab their attention and now use that to then hit the important message, which yeah. is fun fact that eventually became the program that I do for corporate groups, same presentation, different background music, which <laughs> still to this day, that makes me so happy to realize that's all we never yeah. did. Uh, but the interest of the one-to-one -one of seeing the result really play out that yes, and I no longer work for the schools and I don't do too many corporate groups these days because even before everything 2020 pandemic, the application of working with the individual to see through the story, which yes, it was cool to have the applause or the standing ovation at the end of a presentation, but to see someone through their goal process. Or my favorite thing is that at the simplicity of what I now teach, these language patterns and specifically how to apply them to your marketing, to your messaging, to your video content, to your writing, to see places where now here's the student that is utilizing that information. It's helped their business to take off, but now I get to learn from them too. And I'm seeing what they're doing, what they're doing even better. And now that becomes a part of this whole international community. So up until this recent year, uh, was traveling around doing presentations, teaching in the UK, teaching up in Canada, out in Australia, last year, just before everything rapidly changed. And the discovery, though, that by doing it all remotely helped us to reach an even bigger audience, helped us to create an even more in-person feel. Because even right now, you and I are sitting here, at least in terms of our recording, and we're almost inches away from each other's faces. And how yeah. we can emulate that now, even in a group environment, to see everybody responding. So the nature of the flexible ability to drive our businesses online is where so many people are taking off and you know changing their opinions, changing their lifestyles as a result, I'd say. Yeah, it's super exciting. And that's why I like to bring people like you on who are attacking this and viewing it as an opportunity, not a crisis. Well, I'd say, it, I, I'd say it this way too, and to look at the nature of most of my business was actually already online back to March 2020. And in one segment of what I do, I teach other hypnotists how to do hypnosis better, which that's a very small community, it turns out. But as everything changed, there were a bunch of people in that world that were kind of trained only in the sitting in the same room doing the work, and that rapidly had to adjust which this was not the strategy, but this is a worthwhile educational moment that there's a podcast I do specifically for that group that for the first time ever, we went out twice a week. Traditionally, for the last five or six years, that's been once a week. But suddenly I was highlighting and having conversations with the people who were already working remotely. And to get, and that's something we just put out there for free. We didn't sell that. Yeah. And to hear the feedback of you saved my business. To hear the feedback of now, here's the client I normally would have referred out and then was able to offer, we can still work together. And yeah. to hear the results that they were creating. So I, I think the trade-off of recent events is that the world has become a whole lot smaller. We're all local businesses now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the best part is that you can be a local business in the US, Australia, 
Europe. You could be a local business anywhere to them. Well, I'm only laughing because I took on a private consulting client who is in Australia, which thankfully I'm a morning person. Yeah. So I'm up usually at five, which means he and I meet at six in the morning, which yeah. I'm all right with, but that's 8 p.m. for him. So just be aware oh. of now, yeah, the time changes. You always <laughs> got to deal with those. Which if that's the that. biggest problem we're facing, we're clearly doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing to have. So what are you up to now with your in meeting with individuals? You said that COVID kind of changed the business. Not really. It moved things online. But what exactly are you, what's going on with you? Right yeah, now. so there's a training event that I'd done for like the last five or six years teaching, as we've already briefly mentioned here, hypnotic influence for business, that here was the entrepreneur, here was the business owner, here was the franchise manager that was recognizing that there was something missing in terms of their offer. They would run into that situation where they'd present a price to somebody and they'd basically become, an, a, become a commodity. Well, how are you $10,000 for this website? I can hire someone on Upwork for like 300. And the issue in that situation yeah. is that it's not that they're more expensive. It's that they haven't yet officially sold the value of why they're different and why they're worth that rate. And I say that having recently paid someone around 10,000 versus someone else for about 1,000 and got everything I received back as a result of that. So the nature was we took a training program. There's a whole spin to this influence category, which I think we should sidebar for a moment just for the reason that there's always the frame of ethical influence and positive persuasion. It's always for the goal of enriching that person and helping them to get out of their own way. And when yeah. we know our product, our service can truly affect their lives and their business and what they do, that's where it's fully appropriate to put as I share, the right words in the right order to convey that ideal message. So yeah. what the whole system has become is that as much as we can nerd out over specific language patterns, as much as I even host a podcast called Hypnotic Language Hacks, there's essential elements that are inside of influence in terms of the sequencing of it. So anybody who's done any bit of advertising online or marketing or even a webinar or learn from people like Russell Brunson, Frank Kern, Amy Porterfield, people who often reference these themes, we can stand back and say, oh, that's an embedded command. Oh, I think that's anchoring. But to learn a systematic approach to do it consistently on purpose is what I tend to share, which um, you have a moment to kind of walk through the four steps of it? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So phase one, begins with really how we carry ourselves and how we interact with the world around us. We put that into the category of emotional intelligence. So this is everything from state management. This is everything from that emotion control and the ability that if I'm on a sales call with someone who's reached out for one of the programs or services that I provide, by the time the call connects, I am in that ideal mental framework where you, you hear some people say this, that well, it takes some time for me to warm up to new people. You know, it takes a while for me to feel comfortable in a new environment. What if we can shortcut that sort of curve and step into that ideal confidence on demand? So that's that first phase of how we carry ourselves. So even if the client, what was it? I was thinking of a sales experience that I was inside of where I just simply said to a contractor, we want to go with you because we worked with you before. That being said, you're providing the same materials and you're 2000 above everyone else. 
Now, before I ask you to cut the rate, um, I'll cut a check and pay in full. And this is where that was a pretty generous offer. It wasn't too big of a discount, but I could see that just set them off. That state management was not there. So that ability to maintain our calm, cool, collected, in control state is what's absolutely necessary for any of this stuff to be effective. Yes. So the second phase of that then is getting into calibration. So once we've got that state management within ourselves, that ability where I often use the uh, joke phrase that you've had that day where by accident you felt really good. What if you could do that on purpose? That's what we address in that emotional intelligence. So now it's about connecting with others. This is where we're getting into that dynamic rapport. How do we actually ask questions and actively listen in a way that now we're listening and we're hearing their criteria for how they make decisions, which sets us up perfectly for the fun part, uh, the words and patterns that the phrase becomes that we know a picture is worth a thousand words. But then again, the right words in the right order can create all sorts of new pictures, new feelings, new representations. So how can we almost cinematically direct the thoughts of the person we're now speaking to. So now we're setting the right words in the right order to create that ideal outcome. And then again, bringing the whole system to a full circle, getting into specific applications. So we all know, shoot videos and tell stories for what we do. Yes, and here's how you apply those principles inside of it. We all know, get testimonials for your business. Yes, but here's the language patterns to get even more of them and enrich the quality of what we receive back upselling products, long-form sales writing, short-form sales writing. So basically, it's like having that secret weapon of hypnotic influence inside of all that you do in your business. Wow. So just to, for everyone, so we got step one is... Emotional oh, intelligence. Step, emotional intelligence. Step two is collabor collaboration. Um, what was it? Calibration. Calibration. Step yeah. three? Words and patterns. And the final step is that of putting it all into action, Okay. which I'd, I'd say for anybody out there, look at anything you're doing to bring people into your business. And even if all you did was look at these four steps and begin with that self-state management, then from there, connect with that outcome of the individual. Um, I had a cool conversation with someone this morning, actually, that she's a former college professor who's now going out on her own, even as a tenured professor is launching her own business because as she put it, eh, I've done that for 40 years. I want to do something else now. Yet her concern was, she goes, I reached a point in the teaching career that it wasn't just the fact that I my passion was somewhere else, but she goes, I've basically taught the same curriculum for 20 years. How do I prevent that in my new business? Because I'm stepping into another educational role. And what I'd say is this goes back to that calibration to become absolutely fascinated with that person on the other side of what we do. When we lift up that point of focus and put it somewhere else, we now find a greater dynamic ability to modify our language, to modify our inflection, to even put together the process that's what they're looking for rather than run someone through something a little bit more canned, as it were. Yeah, I really like that. So it allows you to have micro distinctions and plus the client comes first. Right. And I'd share one of the most empowering questions that I've learned to ask uh, just from guests and test over the years is let's set this into a principle. First of all, if you explain something in advance, that's education. If you have to explain something after the fact, no matter how well you do it, part of the brain hears that as an excuse. 
So there's a principle that's common out there now called pre-framing to set the frame of the conversation in advance. A simple example would be if you're talking to a sort of well-established audience and you're speaking on themes they're already familiar with, you could open up with a statement such as, the benefit of the presentation today is that many of you might start to nod positively at certain points because you're recognizing what I'm talking about. But the benefit really is that if I can show you how to do those elements of your business just that tiny percentage better, then this time is well spent, isn't it? So now the yeah. person isn't looking for the entire presentation to be transformational. If they find just one nuance that changes what they do, they've had a valuable experience with you. So let's combine the former theater career with the hypnotic influence, though, which there's a principle in theater called uh, breaking the fourth wall. Any TV show, any movie that you've seen where suddenly the actor starts talking to the audience at home, which you and I are about the same age. Let's now talk about Saved by the Bell. <laughs> let's talk about the asides in almost every Mel Brooks movie. So the ability to break that focus of I'm now in presentation and talk directly to the audience who's in front of us. So again, if the brain hears education and advances exactly that education, we can start to hedge off that opening segment. So I'll tell you the quick story of a student of mine who went through the program and he was a contractor. Now he'd been a contractor for a bunch of years, but he was the employee. And now he's breaking out on his own. And just the nature of a newer business, okay. he didn't have the search engine benefit. He didn't have all the big glowing testimonials on his website. They were for another business. So what happened was the origin of the call was that his problem was that he was typically the fourth or fifth call. They had already received several yeah. estimates, but now what about this guy? So there's a principle in communication that we call a complex equivalence. And what this language pattern does is it lets you let one piece of information connect as the meaning of another piece of information. So by the time they called him, he'd already figured this out. To She goes, hey, before we get into the details, just out of curiosity, have you been calling around? Oh, yeah, we've got a couple of bids. Okay, perfect. And here's the pattern. The fact that you've already got a bunch of estimates probably means that you're getting a little bit more anxious to get this job done, right? Yeah. Yeah. So before we even talk about what we do, I can tell you in advance, my fees are going to be pretty similar to what you've already heard. However, I can tell you right now, it's Thursday today and I've got an opening on Monday and that's a quick job. But that aside, tell me about your project. And what he has done in that little language pattern was he attached immediacy to the offer. Everyone else was another contractor. Everyone else was another bid. He was the person who now got to talk from 20, 30 years of professional experience. And as he already said, one, it's easy. And two, he's the same price. And three, he can do it as early as Monday. He has attached a sense of immediacy yeah. to all of everything he's about to say next, which immediately set him apart from the other vendors. Yeah, even though that, and that micro distinction is really what allowed him to probably excel. Yeah, I'd have to credit uh, the author of the book, Fascinate. Her name is Sally Hogshead. I heard her at a conference one time say, different is better than better. So he recognized in the shape of his business how he's pretty similar to other providers. 
And even so in the world of contractors, the subs who might actually yeah. come out might be the same folks, it turns out. <laughs> but by attaching that immediacy to what he was doing, I'll give you another example if we got time for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So she was an HR specialist. She did consulting for other human resource companies, which let's get this out of the way. Even she said is about as exciting as that sounds. <laughs> And she ran into the conflict that if you simply looked at the sort of table of contents of what she was going to teach, the people at a conference would go, oh, yeah, we're already doing that. We don't need that. So to set that delineating factor in advance, uh, we came up with the strategy of, again, the pre-frame and setting the stage and owning that dialogue in the person's mind before they can invent it for themselves. Uh, what developed out of this was kind of fun. It became, and by the way, this works even better now that she's doing the presentation online. Her first slide in her deck during her presentation, PowerPoint, is the ugliest slide you've ever seen. It is a white background with black print, aerial font, and way too many lines of bullet point text on the screen. The thing that every book on effective presentation says, do not do, which we did that to break yeah. the expectation. And the opening line was, she'd step off the platform or in the shape of doing an online presentation, she kind of scoot back and pull the microphone out of the holder and go, let me just talk to you for a quick moment. Do you see the list of everything that's on my agenda today? Uh, chances are most of you are already recognizing that I'm gonna talk about stuff that you're already doing for your companies. That being said, if I can show you ways to save money on at least two or three of these points, this would be a worthwhile reason to have a conversation with my company and what I provide. Fair statement. And they all respond yes. But the truth was she was actually saving the money on all of them. So she got a bit of an yeah. oh wow reaction inside of what she did. So again, directing that conversation. So the benefit of this becomes that if we're going to tell a story, let's go inside of the story, draw out the hypnotic nuances, draw out the language patterns to bring people into the experience, access some real emotions and connect that with the result. So the benefit of even just asking a person other than what do you want to do in your business? But instead, here's a powerful question. I hinted at earlier. Why now? You're going to get a much more emotional-based reaction to that question. And now you have positioned your company as the solution to all of those things. And again, the disclaimer, only ever when it's ethical, only ever when it's producing that positive outcome for the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so powerful because what you're doing is you're setting them up for their expectations so that you can excel those. And another and word- what happens uh, naturally with language, the difference is we can do it more effectively and intentionally and on purpose as a result of this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, which makes a major difference. If she, what? this is amazing. I have to go with this person. <laughs> and I like that preface. You never do, most people never do that. They just kind of kick off into their presentation and they just say their boring slides and they just do their boring thing. So to well, distinguish yourself a little bit. That, that's a good point that you brought up there, Jordan, in terms of how people often, as the new business owner, are often a little bit timid that, well, I don't want to bother people with the sales message. Well, let's call it out. Sales often gets a bit of a bad rap because we've been on the other side of it being done badly a little too yeah. frequently. And instead, if we can frame everything we're doing as educating and informing, and if the sales conversation yeah. is always led by the theme of, let me show you how we can do that faster and easier. You've yeah. got a business that'll survive in whatever market out there.
Exactly. Let me show you how to do One more time. Let me show you how you can do this way. Oh, let me show you how you can do that faster and easier. Yeah, which are the major things that anyone wants done in their world. They want their they want to make money faster. They want to do it in a quicker time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, Jason, what do you usually meet business owners? Like, who comes to you? Who's your ideal client? Who who are you looking for as a client? Yeah. So most of the people that I work with fit into a little bit more of a general category. It's that person who is recognizing that there's going to be value in moving a lot of their business into online media. And while not specifically getting into the technology of it, uh, I I tell a quick story that illustrates this, which is that I changed the entry point of one of my businesses, even going back about three years ago, that rather than just pick up the phone and call me, instead, people watched an online presentation learned the full value of it, then were given the opportunity to fill out an application to then schedule time specifically to speak with me. The trade-off became I didn't have to spend as much time with people. However, they were getting a much better experience. And like any good piece of business, it's now attracting the people who are an ideal match to what I do. And it's appropriately repelling away the ones that are, let's phrase it this way, not yet a fit for what I do. So it's where I've had personal trainers uh, who were developing online programs to supplement their in-person services or nowadays online Zoom as uh, so much of that has moved online. It can be just as effective, uh, let's say, with home-based workouts and equipment in their own home or even specific uh, styles of training. Uh, I've had financial planners that sort of called out the fact that, well, I'm in a very crowded marketplace and I need to stand out differently. And it's that ability to create these stories that draw people in. It's that ability to create a process that now, the, the beauty of this becomes when you're finally on the call with somebody, it's not the dialogue if it's even personal change. I have a number of you know health coaches and nutritionists in there too, where it's the dialogue instead of, I really hope this works for me. Now it's instead, we've changed the internal dialogue. I am so excited to resolve this issue. I'm so yeah. excited done with this. So very often people with products, people with services, but it's where if you're looking to scale what you do, but also let your marketing message work for you rather than you having to be there yourself. Uh, that's where we've had folks go through programs that are either you know product providers, service providers, or I love the ones that often do that hybrid approach where I, I've said this uh, for some of the trainings that I offer. You've been in a training before where people ask stupid questions. And it's not that those people are stupid. No, it's instead from a place of, let's use the word appropriately, ignorance. They don't yet know what they don't yet know. What if you can go into an environment working with your ideal clients who now show up ready to get to work, who now have filled out every bit of paperwork, who now don't need to be continuously sold on the value of what you do, Or here's one recently that he was an accountant that had to raise the rate for one of his, one of his clients because the business was growing. The number of uh, accounts that he was servicing was growing. And he goes, it's the first time ever that I reached out and said, Hey, you've been this rate for the last two years because of this, we need to now charge you that. And he goes, the response was not what I would have normally heard. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, great. That's fantastic. Yeah, just set that up on the same card, which of course yeah. was met with the damn it, I should have said more. <laughs> but that ability 
to really give that value. Everything fits into the theme of have your audience, have your ideal clients wanting more from you even before you make that offer. Yeah. So you got to build that value previous to that. But that's also, it allows you to manipulate yourself through what you said, where you said you go on videos, they fill out an application. They know who you are. They know who Jay And they definitely are interested in what you have to offer. Right. And they already see the value. And the benefit of this is in our modern day era, it doesn't matter what the platform is. You know, it's where I don't do anything at the moment yet on Pinterest, but someone who I've worked with, that's where most of her business is because it's a mostly visual medium in terms of what she does. Yeah. And the opportunity to jump into that marketplace, uh, people who use Facebook, people who do everything just by online marketing, that is not even so yeah. specific about the strategy embedded inside of all of this is effective communication. This is what people who naturally sell well do. And how do we now moderate that? How do we now duplicate that in such a way that we can do it on purpose and consistently? So now if it's time to move into a new market, we've got the understanding of now, here's how I build that foundation. Here's how I nail my messaging. Here's how people know what I do, what I don't do, and they're ready to move forward. Wow. And if people want to reach out to you, how do they find you? Yeah, thanks for that, Jordan. Uh, I'd give you uh, two easy ways to track me down. Uh, one is that I host the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast, where each and every week I'm often walking through specific strategies that any of you out there can put into use right away. So anywhere you can find a podcast, do a search for Hypnotic Language Hacks. We also put it out on YouTube. And then to track me down directly, head over to jasonlinette.com, which let me spell that because people try to add extra letters. There's one N. There's two T's, nothing extra at the end. So Jason Lynette, L-I-N-E-T-T, though Jordan is someone who also runs a business that depends on the web. You'll love this. I own all the misspellings. So um, do your best. It'll redirect to the right place. But once you're there at jasonlinette.com, at the top, click the button for business influence systems, because that's going to give you a tour behind these four steps of the process, but even better teach you a specific method you can use right away in terms of online video to get that, get that influence starting even faster. I love it. I love it. Thank you for providing my audience some value. And I hope everyone took away from that. And if they're interested in finding you, they definitely know where to go. And I'll put that link in the bio. Oh, thank you so much for that. It's been great being on here. And anytime we can take that message and how, again, just a few words in the right order have a massive impact inside of what we do. And I, tend to say, change your words, change your business, change your life. I love it. I love it. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.